WhatsApp. I sent the family WhatsApp group about my electricity bill. Oh, I missed it. Sorry. It's been a mad... Oh, no, but I, I haven't... No, you should have looked. I haven't actually seen the thing. I didn't oh. actually see the message yet. I haven't read it. £280. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, we two, don't know why. You're paying 200 Wait, for electricity? Wait, do you mean electricity and gas though, right? We only have electricity. That's why. Huh? That's why. No, 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 no. But Tunde, electricity. But that's still loads. Two, like both electricity and gas is £208 a month. So A month, that's loads. A month, bro. So mine for electricity and gas is 150. You're paying 100 of what? Yeah. Is this with the gov- is this with the government subsidy? Oh no, no, no. No, that's This that's... is without the government subsidy. You're paying 150 pounds a month. Yeah. Who are you with? Uh we've got two separate. So it's 71 pounds a month for gas with uh utility warehouse and 71 pounds well, about that £75-ish for um, electricity. With really? Because yeah. I, I, for me, I'm paying like 190 Like, my gas bill this this week was £60. What? <laughs> like, so somebody has been, some, I mean, you're clean. Because yo. you've obviously had the... Like, you've had the, the heating on, clearly. No, we've had, but... I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what it is? Do you know what's mad? I don't. Do you guys have a smart meter? Yeah. What? No. What's What's mad to me is yeah. <laughs> I'll go downstairs and it's already on like two three this? pounds. Yeah, I'm, Are I'm you recording, recording this. this. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'm recording this. I'm like, you know, you go downstairs. It's already on two three pounds. I'm like, wait, wait. I just woke up, bro. I've not done anything. This is not me going. Like I'm, I haven't showered. I'm just walking downstairs just to see what's going on downstairs in my house. Waking up and I'm already on three pounds. So I feel like I'm destined to be doomed from from then. Really. Well, I just I just don't understand. I, so what I th- think has driven up our heating bill is we have underfloor heating in the bathroom. Yes, and I've been putting the underfloor heating on. You're a rich girl. Because you don't do better. If I was a rich girl. Today, can you believe this? She said, it's 208 pounds and I don't know what's going on. I mean, we have underfloor heating. We put that on. No, we don't have underfloor heating everywhere. We just have underfloor heating in the bathroom. Oh, just in the bathroom. Oh. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on my old man's money. She's a rich girl. I don't believe this. No, in the bathroom only. And the thing is, it's not like we have it. I before I didn't have it on all all day so it's scheduled like you know the heating light comes on we've got it on like an auto thing so it comes on in the morning for like three hours and it comes on in the evening for like four three hours today are you hearing this no today are you hearing this hold on she has underfloor heating on for seven hours and doesn't know why heating feels right do you know what? I'm fed up with you guys. Whatever. <laughs> Not to know, I'm actually wheezing. 
I don't know if I have. I don't know if I have the heating. On. No, I don't, bro. I'm gonna check. No, but honestly, guys, I've never had underfloor heating before, and so as far as I was concerned, I didn't think it cost that much just to heat a bathroom. It's not the whole house. If the whole house was underfloor heated, I would understand. But it's literally just the bathroom. But your boiler has to. Your boy. Your your boiler is on. Sorry. So okay. So your underfloor heating is on for seven yeah. hours per day. Well, hold yeah. on. So, no. Yeah, okay, about six hours. Six hours per day. Okay. So just because we've got Nest, um, and it lets me know how lo- how much heating um, I've used over the last, let's say, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days. Uh, six and three quarters hours on Saturday. Six and one quarter hour on Friday. Four hours on Thursday. One and three quarter hours on Wednesday. Three. One and three quarters. How did you? How did you live? Hey, listen. <laughs> yeah. I think he was out of the Oh, right, right, right. That was. <laughs> Turn it off. But that was a layer. Well, the thing is, I just am not. What I realized is that my parents have spoiled me because yeah, I'm did. used to being in a consistently warm. Ha- like even no, even when we were at, we were at home, Harry, I used to be the one to be like turn off the heating. Yeah, and they used to. They cracked. They cranked. Like Tunde, when I tell you, well, Tunde, you've been to our house, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At any time of year, the house is warm. Every, all my friends were just like, "Why is your house so hot?" Like all the time. That's all my parents know. It's like when they moved over from Jamaica, like from Jamaica, they just couldn't bear it. They just turned the heating on all the time. <laughs> so like, I'm used to being in a warm house, and this was part of my problem when I went to uni. I remember I stayed with this this vegan girl in my last year of uni. And she was like a vegan and like an eco. Well, she was like a, those just oil people before. She's before her time. She's probably doing just oil right now. Stop oil or whatever they're called. She was. She was just, just oil. on this whole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what they're called. What are they called? Stop oil. No, just stop oil. The girl said just okay, oil. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Me want just anyway. oil. That's a completely different campaign. Like, just oil, no gas, no natural anything. Just oil, just oil, no renewables. Yeah. <laughs> well, these she was like one of those people. So we used to fight because she literally like she wouldn't let she wouldn't turn on the heating. Like I, I remember I used to sit in my bed, turn on my blow dryer, and put it under the duvet to try and warm myself. Like this is how I was the suffering. Blow dryer. That like my hair dryer. I used to put my hair. Yeah, it was, but I was freezing. <laughs> she wouldn't turn on the heating. And the thing is, my parents offered to pay her extra. They were like, "We'll pay you extra on top of the rent if you just switch on the heating because our daughter is cold." And she refused because of the environment. I was just really? like, really? No, she literally refused the extra money. She really? Like, it's not to do with no. the with the money. It's to do with the fact that I don't want to turn on the heating because of the environment. And no, I was like, that's you know a bit. What? I can't lie. I can't die. I, I can't die bit. for global warming. Yeah, I, 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 I'm 100% up behind these just oil people. Like, I support them, but I can't just die. Just stop oil. Cold. For goodness sake. <laughs> just stop oil, whatever they're called. So she started to all Caribbean. Whatever, y'all. Just, uh, just hide. Because <laughs> he's marching in the protest along with him, like, I support them. I support them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we marching for? Just hide. We just want hide. Wait, I, don't... <laughs> I, support, no, I support them though honestly i think I support yeah but no them. no the whole heating thing i don't yeah sorry i'm all about the environment but i'm sorry i just can't even i land, can't man. be cold i can't be cold i yeah, i do my yeah, part yeah. for the environment by being vegetarian and um trying to be mostly vegan and i don't well i haven't had a car for a while i've got a car now so yeah yeah man that's me doing my bit 
Well, speaking of more. speaking of weird and uh, interesting things that um, white folk do, like not switching on the heating, you guys see this thing about the sit bucket. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, honestly, I spent the whole thing. day. Like I spent, do you know how much of my time on that day I spent thinking about and reading the comments in that thread, <gasps> and then thinking back on the times that I've eaten from like. You could have been eating from the sick bowl. <laughs> it just, I like, it literally dawned on me. I was just like, the amount of times I've like. Nah, so wait, wait. So, so for people that don't know what, what I'm talking about. So there's this tweet from, I don't want to say the name. I don't want to bait them out. But they said, this is like last they week. Them out. What do you mean? Wait, no, they, they publicized it. They were unashamed. They're not ashamed yeah, of it. True, that's We're true, the that's ones who feel ashamed about it. They don't care. Oh. <laughs> at the unmumsy mum I, I don't want you guys to go and you know I mean I know our listeners are more highbrow than our that, listeners but don't are not going like around that. <laughs> tweeting them and just like I don't know doxing them it's not that deep okay anyway she said my kids have just discovered <laughs> my kids have just discovered that the family sick bowl and the cake mix bowl are one and the same in my defense this was also the case when I was growing up but now I've said it out loud I realize I need to break the cycle I won't be taking any further questions. So here's a follow-up tweet. Don't see a problem with that. I use the same bowl for some cleaning when I don't want to take a bucket for sick days or for storing a big batch of cooked macaroni. <laughs> Even just that. No, no, guys. You know what's so funny? Even just that phrase, cooked macaroni, is just funny by itself. I don't even know what that is. We wash it each time in the dishwasher, ready for its next mission. No, I'm sorry. There's no <laughs> amount of washing. Like a dishwasher is not going to be giving you the levels of heat you need to disinfect. Well, it, it can't burn it, <laughs> so it's immediately in effect. But my, okay, here's the thing: playing uh, yeah, devil's advocate. Never <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> to be on on your onward Christian soldiers march. No, no devil's advocacy today. because here's the thing: I thought about it and I was like, so when I was when I was younger, I was like. When I used to throw up, it used to be you get like, you know, those little trash, like the little crappy plastic trash cans you have around the house. You put like a, a paper bag in that, or not paper bag, but like just a plastic bag in that. You throw up in the thing and that's you it. Away. I I'm, I literally don't, honestly, it doesn't even compute me. I don't even understand why you need a bowl. Like what? I don't understand. I know obviously you guys don't do but I just... Why would you use a bowl as opposed to a paper, like a plastic bag no, or anything what, else? What are you guys talking about? Paper bag, plastic bag. Why can't you just use the toilet like normal people? Oh, I mean, yeah, but say like... That's always the first choice. Yeah, that's always the first choice. But say like, okay, for instance, there was a time where I was like super ill. So I was just by my bed and was like, boom, I got to just throw up right this second. So there was like, mom used to put like a the bin the bin and a paper or a bag inside the bin but obviously yes you just go to the toilet is the, is the yeah yeah that's thing. true when we say when we give, put the bin yeah the bin with the, with the plastic yeah. bag I but just the, I the just don't understand but reuse it can you believe that like imagine you you threw up in something and you just saw it being used for like for rice <laughs> no 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 what got, what got me to be honest what got me wasn't that as much because at least that's coming like out of your mouth what got me was the urine cup did Wait, you guys what? see What's that, that? no we well, talking about like Oh, what? I didn't see that reply. I'm sure I put that reply in the group. Where, where, where she was like, the, the, you know, like when you take a urine sample to the GP 
She was like, her mum would use the, a cup that they used to take their urine sample for the GP. She would use it as like the guest cup when people came around <laughs> for drinks. No, 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 no. That's not true. What <laughs> she means is no. That's up. No, no, no. That's exactly. No, no, Nezzy. You know what that is? That's someone. That's someone she hated. Basically, it's someone she like completely no, no, bits, no, no, no. Hated their guts. It's in so the she's like, oh yeah, here's the guest no. cup. No, in the tweet, she was like, as in it was from all. She was like, her sister used to laugh every time guests came around. And be like, that's disgusting. Her mom used to, used to use, it was just a cup. Like she would reuse the urine cup. And the thing is, because of my job, I've seen people come before. The nastiest, nastiest of urines. No, I've seen them bring bring it in like jars and, and stuff like that. And one, I remember one time I took the jar and I just assumed that they wanted to throw away the jar. And they were like, no, can I have it back? And I was like, but for, for what? <laughs> can I have it back? And I was just like, I, like, obviously it's not my business. So I was like, sure. But like, no, in it's my head, business. I was just no, like, no, it is. as a medical professional, what? it's your business. This is the kind of thing no. that starts off these, these, these viruses and problems. Tell them, throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why would you want the jar back? Like, obviously, I don't know people's situation. So I don't want to judge before, like, I get cancelled on Twitter. Someone's going to tell me people are poor and they don't have money for jars. And I'm and I'm shaming them for reusing the jar for the urine. So no, before we go there... shame them for using the jar in the first place. Yeah, you should shame them still. It doesn't like, matter how poor you are. You just don't need to do that. <laughs> no one because also I'm not being funny but but the GP gives you a free urine pot it's, it's, the it's there they give it to you what are you helping them for <laughs> you, can't, you can't call it oh I'm I'm trying I'm trying to save the environment while meanwhile also peeing in your Tupperware well actually technically they are saving the environment are they yes are they though well because the <laughs> Further down, further down the thread, I was seeing everyone being like, <laughs> "Did it ever occur to you that the reason why you had a need for a family sick bowl, was <laughs> the family sick bowl?" It's true. That is a point. Like, I just, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to say too much because of my job because it sounds judgy. But there are also people who seem to be persistently unwell with infectious diseases and i'm like is is part of the problem like let's be honest we've been in a hand we've been in a pandemic where the thing has been wash your hands you know wash your hands like and people wear a mask revolutionary and it's like maybe you're getting so many infections because you're just not following basic hygiene like i'm not me i don't mean to brag but honestly i've not i've only had one viral infection in the past three years and that was what the one <laughs> not you started on, starting on the knees <laughs> so, and, I, you had. <laughs> and i work amongst sick people all the time so yes possibly my immune system is better but also like i've noticed colleagues who get viral infections and i'm not being funny i wash my hands very frequently and i disinfect my equipment all the time and i just feel like I don't know. Some people they just they just don't. Nizzy, Nizzy out here soft soft uh, advertising her her practice, bro. But th- okay, but, <laughs> no, see, but here's the thing: saying. doesn't this doesn't this raise the question though of like when you like going to other people's houses, like do you feel like you should ask questions first and just check like certain? You can't. Key, the thing is, if you go to someone's house, things, you have to decide beforehand whether you're going to eat or not. Like, there's yeah. some people's houses that you go to. And you just have to decide. 
And the thing is, it's like, oh, I don't know. There's some it's people really- that you just, you just know that they're not like, I don't know. They're you have to, de- you have to decide or you have to, and sometimes you have to take the L. Like, I'm sorry. There's some what, people like, what's, what's the L? No, I, L? honestly, you just have to take the L. No, what, in the sense the that like, for example, when you're a kid and you go world. to your friend's, no, no. But when you're a kid and you go to your friend's house for like dinner or after school, you like you don't really know until you're in that house as a child. Like, yeah, what their what, what their habits what are, their, what, what their habits are. So if you see them like double dipping in the pot and like all that kind of stuff, are you gonna be like, especially if you're a well brought up like African or Caribbean child, are you gonna be like, no, I'm not gonna eat your food when you've been invited around for dinner? Probably not. Because no, but that, you have, that, you have to take it, especially especially if it's yeah. like a sleepover. Then there's it's a con- yeah. it's a con- it's like a you know what, it's a yeah you sleepover you're done. Out. It's a conundrum because like you have two sides warring within you, two members. It's like oh, <laughs> I need to I need to be clean. This is disgusting. I shouldn't eat from these people. But also, you don't refuse pe- food in people's houses. Like Listen, it, it sounds it sounds like it, it sounds like the most African version. Of one of those dramatic monologues in World War Two movies, just it was a tough time, you know. <laughs> I knew that if I did not eat, it would be maybe months before I got to <laughs> But however, I had just seen Jonathan and his family all lick their fingers, dip it inside the main pot, and they called it something called fondue. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, do you know it's it's a conundrum. Yeah, I feel like with that, I don't know if I if it was just there for a yeah no you have to you, you kind of have to take it also, okay, so but you, you have to work eat... out that you're just not going back there again. You just know you're not going. When back people bring in stuff from like home to work, do you guys eat it? So like when people bake cakes or bring in like things, and do you know, let I... people? <laughs> you what? I have to know who baked it. Okay. And do you guys let people make you cups of tea at work? Because I don't. I don't drink hot drinks, so. Yeah, Harry's weird. He doesn't drink hot drinks. I don't, but I've never thought of why. Like, this is a perfect example of why. (laughs) But this this is it. I've I've always I've always known why because they don't wash their mugs properly, and the whole British thing about leaving a bit of the tea, you know, like leaving the. Um, not washing the tea off completely because it enhances the flavor. I, I don't like. I'm not interested. What? In, in <laughs> See, that's why I don't drink hot drinks. I don't understand it. What? You know, like people who are like proper hardcore tea drinkers. You can't if you take their mug and you wash it, they'll be mad at you because they like to leave the like it a bit brown because it, it helps the tannins. Yeah, like the tannins soak in. To, like it enhances the flavor of the tea. And and me personally, I'm just not down with that. So <laughs> you, you guys have heard of that before. Either. No, no. So people really? out here okay, drinking. So you guys, you guys aren't mugs. around enough actual indigenous Brits. You're not into. <sighs> no, I am, but I, I yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. Is, I've not assimilated enough. Well, it's this is making really the case, this is making the case for segregation. Honestly, this is what Nigel Farage and those people are talking about. You guys That's what he was talking country, about. You take their jobs, and you don't integrate. You don't. You don't integrate. Because how do you not know about the tea? It's true. Speaking of Nigel Farage, did you not see the census? The census thing. Oof, yes. I didn't see the census. What's the census? We're taking over. We're coming yeah. over here. We're taking we, their, yeah. uh, I don't know, taking. We're taking the 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 landmass. Yes, the landmass. The landmass. So Nigel Farage basically came out and said like London. What did he say? London, Manchester, and Birmingham. I think 
Um, oh. No, to be honest, London's not the worst. Leicester. Yeah, Leicester. Yeah, Leicester. Leicester. And he was saying like they're not... Non-white um, British. Yeah, because I think yeah, but... I think basically he said he said he said fifty he said it was oh it was mon- minority white now but basically what it was is that they were all still my majority white but it was just that some of the white was also made up of like Eastern Europeans as well yeah and so to him he's like don't count <laughs> so but yeah so Asians so Asians have gone up from seven point five percent to nine point three percent now um, black people have gone up from 1.8% to 2.5%. So I'm sure Caribbeans yeah, are, are dying though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. We, 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 got assimil- we got assimilated into mixed. We're done. We're done out here. Like, <laughs> we're done out just, here. <laughs> honestly, treasure these moments because honestly in, in twenty in like twenty fifty years time there's not going to be any Jamaicans we talk to. Sadly. <laughs> 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 we're actually an endangered spe- species. <laughs> we actually are. And the worst thing is we the worst thing is we're endangering ourselves. It's not even like genocide. It's like we've just endangered ourselves. <laughs> Few black people describe themselves as being of Caribbean heritage or the main Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And to That's be honest, mad. I, like really. No, but I think also I think also if you look look at a lot of people of Caribbean um like a lot of people who are Caribbean heritage I know have intermarried into Af- into like African background. So like I know a lot of even cousins who are like their husbands from African background. So I feel like the next generation you'll get a lot more people who are half Caribbean, half Nigerian. I mean I'm cool. Half... I I don't that's fine. My, yeah, I'm cool. I, mean... I don't want to say that that was the master plan all along. To me sent you from the shores of West Africa <laughs> to the Caribbean. To make sure that when you landed upon the shores of this great Britannia, you will be preparing the land for our, our glorious triumphant. <laughs> yeah, well, nah, I just realized we've gone down, yeah, in percentage terms. So in actual real terms, we've gone up by like 20, like 20,000. But in terms of percentage, Caribbeans are down. That's really interesting. I, I don't, don't mind. I, I don't. I don't really mind. I, I don't really. For me, as long as they're, as long as they're black, I don't care. But it's just it. I don't. No, you know. I don't want to say that. As in, it's like I'm saying, I don't want people to. Oh gosh, am I becoming more progressive in my old age? But I don't. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> no, you ain't. <laughs> am I becoming I less pro-black? No, I'm joking. Like I think, like obviously, like if people are from mixed heritage backgrounds, that's all cool and that's all good. Um, for me, I don't have a problem as long. As, for me it's what's driving it that that is the issue it's not that's only that's the only thing it's not about any individual it's not it's not not about any individual mix like i don't think preservation of caribbean of pure body caribbeans for the sake of it is to me that's very nothing like that sounds a bit hitlery that sounds a bit hillary like i don't heard it here folks here first folks (laughs) Tales from the Plantation co-host both <laughs> speaking about Jamaican supremacy. <laughs> what would a Jamaican, know, yeah. a Jamaican supremacy look like? <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. Probably, I don't know. I don't want to see that, to be honest. Um, yeah, let's not go there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, for the sake of it, I don't like, preserve, I, don't, I don't really like care in that sense. Um, although I do think like, obviously in terms of preservation of culture, like, I think that's important, but there's enough, there's enough Jamaicans in Jamaica, like Jamaicans are not going to disappear. Um, I think for me, it's more what's driving it. And I think, I think one thing I'm really interested in sense of the results is when we see, um, like partnerships. I feel like 
I know it's going to be a conversation on social media, which I think I'm probably going to have same from. But the the numbers of black men in partnerships with non non black women is going to be astronomical, and there's going to be a newspaper article. <laughs> the Daily Mail is going to do it as a headline, and there's going to be some kind of social media war about it. And me personally, I will be staying out of that. But do, I think that will be I'm very not, interesting. What it? It's really, it's really hard, but it's hit, it, like it's just come to me. Like the main complaint of both non-black and black people has been the prevalence of mixed race cu- um, couples in media and TV. Are we? Yeah, I. That's really interesting. I I thought that, but I think they come from two completely different places. Uh, that's that's because that's interesting about it. Art. Pardon. Are we seeing life imitating art? So is it a case of they were act- actually accurately representing society or is it that we have been kind of programmed because people have seen these couples and that becomes the more standard norm, if that makes sense? Mm. I, I actually, no, I don't think it's necessarily that. I actually think it's, um, I think the media just are more okay with just that being the representation of black people now i think that's just what it is like whereas before it would be like more like you'd have just all representations like you'd have dark skin light skin whoever because that's what it should be it should just be all shades whereas now it's more like you're just more likely to see like in advertising particularly like a lot of mixed race couples and stuff like that or even in film it's like black and white couples like that's just the thing it's like never just a black like you know what I'm saying? Just a black couple or whatever. It's just so I feel like it's just more of a thing where it's a yeah, it's a colorism thing, I feel like, where Yeah, it's but I think it's kind also of just a form of racism. I feel like I feel like British racism is always about assimilation. So British racism is very much they're fine with you being with you they're not fine with you being black. But if you are gonna be black and be here, you must assimilate. And I think before there was a th- feeling like they didn't want interracial couples because obviously they, like the whole thing about black men taking white women. But actually now what they've realised, especially thanks to Caribbean men, is that when they have partnerships with white women and mixed children, those children just assimilate. They don't become... Like, those children often assimilate into whiteness. And actually, like, if you look at the statistics from the, census, from the last census, I think it's like 83% of, of biracial kids end up marrying or partnering with white people so generationally actually like if over time those that they're actually reabsorbed back into the white community as opposed to the black community does that make sense so actually i feel like <laughs> so i'm not saying it's like a sinister, huh no i just don't think it's, i don't think it's a sinister thing where they're thinking, sitting there down and thinking oh how can we make them assimilate but i feel like it's a more com- it's a lot more comfortable to have one white person in a partnership than it is to have two black people or even to have because if you look at it it's not often a black person with a non a non-white person of color so you're not you're not seeing black and asian partnerships on tv like that's not what we're saying you're not seeing black people with you know black women with asian men or i don't know black men with you know like southern asian women or anything like that the, the primary the, the pairing that you're seeing is white and black and even if you look at other you know other interracial couplings there's always a white person with another non-black person of colour so it's, it's always about having that consistent like comfort of having a white person in that partnership that makes it palatable so 
like I don't I don't think it's a thing of um I think I think both things are true I do think it's life imitating art but I think it is representing life in the sense that if you look at the black community like yeah I think once the census statistics comes out I think you'll find there are more Caribbean men in relationships with non-black women than there are in relationships with black women I, I, I'm almost 100% confident that will be the result of the census when it comes out. Because the last census in 2011, I think it, we were at 40%. And I'm almost 100% sure that that number's risen over the, the last 10 And And it's interesting you say that, right? Because the, the, the conversation, there was a conversation on Twitter I saw a few days ago now. Um, where someone was getting cooked for it, but I think it was actually very genuine criticism about the difference um, in uh, cultural direction when it is a black man and a white woman versus a black woman and a white man. Now, this person, I don't remember who it was. I think they studied uh, black history or something along those lines. Um, and she was speaking about how going back to slavery, because obviously it always goes back to slavery, she was an American, um, but going back to slavery when a a, a female slave uh, had a child with the white slave master, um, that baby did not then inherit any of the, it, it didn't inherit the rights of the freedman, it inherited the status of slave. And so it was always, it was always kept within the culture, like regardless of whether it had a black dad, white dad, because it had a black mum, it was treated as a black baby. And so it was brought up in that slave culture. Whereas when it was a black, um, black man and the white, uh, normally the slave owner's wife or daughter, um, that baby would then be brought into the house and brought up in the ways of of the um, of white culture and and essentially, and that also the, rarely happened though as well. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot rarer, but it just meant that the responsibility of maintaining the culture through the relationship with the child was almost always exclusively on the mother, the black mother, mm-hmm. and and those behaviours have have been maintained, and and it's the same thing where. Well, what she was saying was that even till today, there is not that same sense of responsibility of maintaining the connection to the culture on black men as there is on black women in interracial relationships. Agreed. I think so. But I also think even if you went across cultures, I think mums are... I think you'd be fine for, for a lot of people people often take on the cultural heritage of their mum like a lot more than their dads in, in in many, not for all cultures. And I think it really depends on the culture as well because certain cultures, I, I would say, for example, Nigerian, like, well, I don't know. I don't say Nigerian because that's actually many cultures, but like, for example, Yoruba Nigerian culture, I would say a lot of people I know who have a Nigerian dad, if that dad is present and active in their life, will still will take you know regardless of who their mum is will take on a lot of that culture um and it's, i feel like it's quite a dominant culture but i think for a lot of cultures people just tend to take on their mum's culture anyway um and so it's unsurprising like you know growing up we'd always say that like mixed race people who have black mums and mixed race people who have black dads are different 
like that was like a thing that we'd say and like maybe it was a stereotype but the, the I think the hint of truth is that actually like women tend to you know even the fact that a lot of the time when parents split up like kids stay with the mom as opposed to the dad and usually it's like the dad will see you on the weekends rather than opposed to like both parents having equal time input into the kids so I think that um yeah across cultures you're gonna you're, you're probably gonna see that um and maybe more so in black cultures but I think you'll see that everywhere mm. that's true um so moving on has anyone been watching this is gonna be mainly for Tinde sorry Nezzy has anyone been watching the World Cup oh, I, gosh. I, I have I have I thought I, I won't lie. I was on my high horse. I was there like, it's immoral. I don't want to be in, I don't want anything to do with it. As a DEI lead, I need to stand strong. <laughs> Come on. Listen, yes. when, there's, when, when that whistle went, Phew, I was like, <laughs> you're in. You're in. <laughs> did, you, did you see what John Barnes said, though? I, I can't believe John Barnes spoke sense. Yeah. Oh, wait, so, wait, you think he... You think what he said made sense? I think he did, yeah. I d- okay, that's interesting. Okay, so where, where I'm coming from on the John Barnes thing is, like, you can have you can have your opinion on your morals, on, on what your values are, but you've got to hold the same, keep the same energy because they are very inconsistent with it, right? Like, when we think about England and its its position, like specifically England, right? Because I can't talk too tough about what it's like over in the other European countries that wanted to talk loud. But the energy they've had for Qatar compared to Russia, which was just four years ago, compared to all of the atrocities that all of the countries have had, right? Like the USA is next. They are they are not in a solid place. They literally just finished trying to remove women's bodily autonomy. Like, are we keeping that same energy for them? And that is state sanctioned in the US as well. And and I think like Well, partic- yeah, that's true. That's true. Cause yeah, the US are about to have the World Cup. Boy, really, that could they could be processed hard over what's going on with the bullshit Correct. over there, to be honest. And and, and that's like, like a human right in most places. And and this is it, right? The quest like the question was around whether I mean, especially even thinking about the the alcohol question and people being like, oh, don't you think that it's a bit outrageous that a country like where you, where you can't have alcohol? It's like, oh no, because you can't have alcohol anywhere. You can't be indecent anywhere. And like, I was listening to ESN this week and they, they spoke about it too. Like the reality is with Qatar, they are very consistent with it. Like the, the illegality of homosexuality, as was described by their representatives was saying, look, the reality is you can't show physical affection. You can't show what we call obscenity at all, whether you're straight, gay, anything. They keep that consistent. In, your, in, your, in the privacy of your home, do what you want because there's been no one who's been um, well, was prosecuted for homosexuality in Qatar officially. I'll say that officially because I'm not trying to get sued by an, uh, a sovereign state either. Um, and... While I personally don't agree with their stance, like I understand if they've gone, look, we're inviting you. You're, I'm inviting you to my house, and all I'm asking for you to do is take off your shoes before you come in the house. 
if you if you feel mm-hmm. that strongly about it, if you feel that strongly about it, don't go. But none of them felt that strongly about it. They want like they do what Western countries are very good at, and they make a whole load of noise. Every one of them got um, everyone who got selected and was doing up. Rah, 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 I want to be doing um, covering my mouth. They still turned up. They still went. And you can talk about yeah, but it's the World Cup. You don't get many opportunities to do it. But that's cool. But that's what sacrifice is. If you really yeah. believe in what you're saying, then you sacrifice for it. All right. So let me let me, let me uh, all right, hold on. Hold... Go on. Oh, go on. No, I I was I was putting in for me personally. So if I was a member of the LGBTQ uh, plus I um, I plus whatever community. Um, I would if I and I had a family member who was a s- football player. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what would I like? What how, what do? Okay, so I don't want to. Obviously, I'm not a member of that community. Remember that community, so I can't speak for them. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody who would be. Would I feel a way about them going to play in Qatar? Knowing that if I'm in Qatar, knowing that my relationship or whatever my sexuality isn't, I'm not allowed to, you know, be open about it in that country. And I don't know. Like I think I might, to be honest. I think I might. So my thing is, I, I um, yeah, I feel like if you feel that strongly about that, then you, you shouldn't go. Good. Yeah, and so I, I just, so I just, not, I'm not because for me personally, I, there's things that I feel really strongly about. So, for example, um, I'm trying to think. For example, if it was apartheid South Africa, for example, um, I, I wouldn't go. Like, I wouldn't go to apartheid. Like, I wouldn't go to apartheid South Africa because I feel that. If like, I feel like if I if I knew what was going on, and I was invited to play or do something, I would I just wouldn't be able to go because I feel that strongly about it at the time. And, and this for me yeah, is it because I can't understand feeling that strongly about that, like something like gay rights and still being comfortable playing in a country where you feel like gay people have no rights. That's this is my it. Personal like for. The the example you used, right? Um, ESN again, and I'm so glad I listened to their episode before before we recorded ours, right? Um, ESN, were, were they 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 raised the point that someone did an interview with, um, John Fashionu, whose brother Justin Fashionu was the first professional footballer to come out as gay, and he came out and, and he then was, killed himself, right? Yeah. Commit suicide, um, allegedly because of, as far as we understand, because of the the like the social media abuse, the news abuse, all of that, right? And John Fashionu came out and was like, "No, nah, my brother wasn't gay." Retata, he he was doing it for the attention, he was doing it for the clout, um, and that wasn't the reason why he killed himself. And if I if I'm hope I'm not misquoting them, but I'm pretty sure they said that he also was like, "Yeah, there's nothing wrong with." Um, nothing wrong with the the World Cup, nothing wrong with Qatar, their rules are up. And for me, that's the difference, right? John Barnes said, look, if you don't believe in it, don't go. 
And I think I think that is right. The hypocrisy that's in it, right? If you really are that strongly against it, work or not, get someone else to do it. We know that money talks. If you suddenly have a World Cup and there are several um, leading contenders or there are multiple broadcasters who are unable to find um, high enough draw presenters and hosts to to commentate on it, to analyze it, or they all chose to stay home or whatever, different different um, situation compared to someone who's like, ah, oh, look, I'm not, I don't really care about the people of it. Reddited, blah blah blah. So my my view was like, this is this is a very long way of saying it. I think personally, the decision to to hand it to Qatar, terrible, obviously corrupt, obvious, like just it shouldn't have happened. But my question comes to how much I I believe in these in these people doing their their empty protest essentially like the german team the the danish team all of the ones who as soon as there was a potential risk involved like they shut down and they were like oh well no this is that's a step too far we said our bit and we stopped yeah exactly i just i just think if you feel that's to me if you feel if you feel like it's really a human rights issue and you feel that strongly about it if all the Western teams had pulled out and said we're not playing because of this, they would have probably had to find another... Like, if they said well in advance, we're not doing this, The what's the World Cup people? FIFA? Is it FIFA? FIFA. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, whatever those people are. They'd have had to... I'm sure they'd have had to find another uh, venue. Because you, you can't have a World Cup without... without. I mean, let's be honest. You can't have a World Cup without Germany, um, England, France, France, England, Brazil, Portugal, like... These are the main teams, right? Brazil. Like, I guess, to be honest, you could have had a World Cup. It was like Brazil, Ghana. I don't know. But, like, you could have... A lot of the big teams, if they just pulled out, you wouldn't really have a World Cup. So my feeling is they just didn't come with strong enough energy. Like, if you really cared that much, you really could have, as a team, all been like to your managers, we are not playing in Qatar because we feel very strongly about this. And that's the end. Or to, yeah, do, or gonna... to do more. Like, there wasn't any... Like they got, they they put forward one option for protest, which is the one love armband. FIFA told them you wear that, your whoever's wearing it is at risk of getting booked immediately. And then that was it. They were like, oh, yep, yeah, cool. Well, we can't. And the thing is, imagine if they all wore the armband, like every single team wore the armband. Were they going to book all of them? Exactly. They, yeah, it's just that's like what, that's what they said. That's like, what they would. And that they, was they enough. Were going to. Like. They, they they weren't going to. You really think FIFA would have give red carded all those players? That's just they of course they wouldn't have done that. Yeah, their no, priority was absolutely always on. At the end of the day, like even the even the idea of oh we we're supposed to keep politics out of football. You can't. You cannot keep politics out of anything because politics is exactly. about everything is people. like everything's political. So that, yeah, I I think. Is there an element of hypocrisy in continue to in continuing to enjoy the World Cup with the knowledge of where it is and the uh, impacts of it? Absolutely. Do I particularly feel any less moral because of it? Nah. Wow, you're a terrible person. Anyway, <laughs> I have not watched a single game, and 
No, no, no. I've been watching the whole thing. It's been, it's, been a, it's been a great... It's been one of the... Personally, it's actually been one of the best World Cups. Just yeah. in terms of, like, from a footballing standpoint. Man, you couldn't tell what's happening in any game. It's just been so much fun. What I would say in terms of the protest, I mean, this is why... It's interesting because I feel like in certain... To, to certain... In certain contexts, people can feel like, oh, well, if LGBTQ people kick off about something in the media then X, Y, Z gets done. This is the perfect example of like how there's, they are still a minority, like they're still a minority group that don't have yeah. power. Like at the end of the day, Aww. when it comes down to what, no, when it comes yeah. down to it, no, when it comes down to it, if you look at this, if you look at this as, as a thing, there's been people kicking off all over Twitter. Like this is terrible. Like how could they be doing a World Cup here? And at the end of the day, nobody cares. Like, it's all performative. Yeah, but activism. that's that's, like, that's it's, specific it's to this Qatar. If you if you're talk if you talk about anything in the the Western world, like the UK or America, that is not the situation. I, actually, America. Let's take America slightly different because America has pockets where it's they no, but, people have power. But let's well, but, the but, UK. But that's, I'm no, sorry, that is but, not that is not the situation. That, like, let's be honest. In the UK, the the LGBTQ community has more. Political clout has power more sway than, than the Qatar. Yes, than, probably. No, no, <laughs> but yeah. No, probably. I'm saying no. I wasn't gonna say that. I'm saying than many, most other minority groups. Like that is the truth, and and that partly yes, that, white people. Yes, of course, of, because yeah, because, because they're white. It's because, because they're white. But yeah, what, I'm, white, but what I'm saying, but what fine, I'm saying is, but I'm just saying, no, like, but, I don't think you can take the situation in Qatar and be like, oh, they they don't have that much. They do. They don't have no. I'm saying no, but. Not in Qatar, but obviously, you, because but, but Qatar is Qatar. But then what's my but what's my point? You're arguing against a point that's not there. I'm saying my point isn't that they don't have any power. Of course not. That's a ridiculous point because some of them are white. And so white people have power. My point is when it comes down to something like this, because they were in LGBTQ people, yes, they might be in football. I'm not saying they aren't, but 99% of them are not out, right? So they don't have sway. So they get nothing. So when all these nations are talking about... Yeah, but it's the same with women. Like, I'm not being funny. Women make up 50% of the world population. And in Qatar, women are... And that's the other thing. Nobody was really talking about, this about is women. This is a men... What are we talking about now? No, you, but I'm talking where, about... Where are we going now? What's no, going because on? I'm talking about the fact that part of the... Re, that, that the, the thing was, like, we shouldn't have it in Qatar because of LGBTQ rights, right? But what I'm saying is, women also don't have rights in Qatar. Like, and no one made as, like, we didn't hear as much about that as we did about the LGBTQ community. Right. So, but, but you're still. Yeah, so I'm okay. saying women make up 50% right. of the world's population. We are literally half the world's population. Okay, cool. So I, I don't think it's even a, to say that, oh, like, as a minority group, no minority group in this situation has any, and, and women were not even a minority group. We're, we're actually, I think, are there more women in the world than men, or is it just not equal? I don't know. Yeah, we're a majority group and we don't have power. So I, I, I like, I feel like it's not even a point, really. Like it's, in this situation, the only the only group that has any clout are men and rich men at like that. It's that's, it's funny that it. you say that because I feel like that was, again, it was it was a weak attempt in my opinion, but like when all of the pundits in particular were trying to be be on their moral moral standing. Um, they they tried to reel off all of it. They were like, yeah, the rights of the LGBTQ community, uh, the rights of women here, the impacts on migrant workers. Like, it all got peppered in there, but it was peppered in there the same way I would expect it to be peppered in there in their Christmas dinners. 
Yeah, I guess my my point was <laughs> just to go back to what my actual point was was just that like when it comes down to it, all that happened was performative activism. Yeah. So yeah, there was just no. It was it was useless. Like, so that's why I don't really I don't actually care about what any anybody who is at the World Cup. I don't care. I don't really. I don't care. You went the end like but the other but my other mm, and so i'm about to sort of contradict myself and what i would say is this if this whole thing of like oh if you go to a country you have to respect the laws no that's some rubbish and i don't i don't know why people are coming with that argument because i don't care about yeah, no I country's laws i don't care about no country's <laughs> laws i don't care about the u.s's abortion laws i don't care about some of the laws here I don't care about any of it. If I feel like a law is I think that's a really I'll bad break that thing. If I saw people <laughs> saying that, I was like, mm, to be honest, it feels like, because I saw a lot of people saying that, especially in reply to the shade bar. And I was like, mmm, to me, this is coming across like you just don't care about LGBTQ people, honestly. Of course, that's what let, it is. Let's just, let's just, let's just be that's real. Just don't you really, that's you, what it comes down people, to. Let, yeah, look, if you come yeah, down to it, especially some of the comments on Instagram, people are tired of the LGBT community and, they, and they're not really, they don't respect, they don't respect it. So at the end of the day, they're like, respect the laws because blah, blah, blah. If it was about black people, you wouldn't be saying the same thing. Right. So they're not, not going to be there like, keep, oh, you're not allowed to be black energy. over there. Just don't go. Like, what? Yeah, I, I keep the same energy. Like if it's, if it's not okay for Qatar to be acting like that, it's not respect the law. Because if apartheid, we wouldn't go to apartheid South Africa and be like, oh, respect the law. Like it, their law is that black people can't eat at the same restaurant as white people. So respect the law. That doesn't yeah. make sense what? to me. Like if the law is an unjust law, it's an unjust law. Like, break the law. Of, then yeah, break which the is, law. That's my that's my energy. Like break that's the law. My, However, that's my belief. If you're I'm going always... there in an official yeah, if you're going there in an official capacity as a football player and you've agreed to that, I, I kind of hear what John Barnes is saying. But my thing is part of protest is also law breaking sometimes. Right. Yeah. So that's that's my thing. I feel like if you're gonna go and if you're prepared, I said, if I said you're prepared if you're, but the thing is if you're prepared to do that, you're also prepared to face the consequences. Prepared to face the consequences, so of course. If like, you're that's, law-breaking that's what it is. Qatar, you'd be prepared to go to jail in Qatar. That's yeah, know, and so that that's my that's thing. It. I'm not so, yeah, and that's obviously that's wrong, but my thing is like say the protester that went there, that's then I respect that energy. Because I'm like, yeah. you went there. You protested on the national on the national stage. I don't respect Correct. that energy. Do you know why I don't okay. respect that energy? I because it. I feel like no. The reason I don't respect that energy is because I feel like again, as as Tunde said, white people are very selective in their protests and in their outrage for things. So I just feel like I don't really respect Wait, why didn't it you respect because it? because what the reason I don't respect it is because I just feel like the same people wouldn't have that energy for Black Lives Matter. You don't know that. But the thing things. is, you don't know that, brother. At the end of the day, he went on the thing. I don't know He him. had a, pri- he had a pride thing. Yeah, he had a migrant. He had a migrant's rights thing. That's what he had there. So for me, he was, he was, sure. he was and backing I everybody. Just, so I said, bro, I respect it. You went there and you and, said, listen, And this I is just, what- I'm making a massive assumption, which I don't care. And I'm standing 10 toes down my assumption is that I just don't <laughs> okay. feel like white people have the same energy for that, for, for, you're saying white else, people, so but that's not white people. That's one guy. And I said, I respect yeah, this but I feel like particular he guy, bro. To me, it represents the, the whole energy of the thing, which is that I just feel like the energy is not the energy's not the same. Even no, in no, the so, media, when it came to like um, things not being political, people were a lot more all down for the one love bands than they were for the for even the politicians. When the players wanted to kneel for Black Lives Matter, they were like, it's not about politics. And then when they asked them the same question about the love band, they were like, Oh well, players have a right to if they feel like it's unjust. The energy is never the same. 
It's just oh not. yeah, but okay, yeah, okay, fine. But that's because, of course, like there's no, there ain't no white black people, so they're never gonna, they don't care about us. It's just how it is. LGBTQ people are just they're higher on the pecking order. It's just how it's gonna be. <laughs> None of the, <laughs> there, there's no white black people. We can't be higher. But anyway, my point is, I personally am. I've made peace with the fact that football is corrupt and disgusting, and I'm just gonna enjoy and go. That's what. <laughs> that's so you the you're gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's the thing. I just, I know it's corrupt. I know it's bad. But at the same time, I'm like, at the end of the day, it's going to be in the US in 2026. So they're against abortion. And yeah. so, boy, is what it is. That country is very, US is is the most, one of the most immoral countries the world has ever seen. So, and boy, if you don't like Qatar, boy, you're going to have a problem with the US. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Are these same people going to run across the field in, in the US? That's I what I'm saying. If he does, I, if he does, he's my brother. If you see that, no. If, if 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 I see that same that same man running across the field with a woman's rights or something, like I will respect him and I take back everything I say. <laughs> but I am ten toes down, guarantee you with all my heart that I will not see his face there. And, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I mean, that's probably because he'll still be in prison in Qatar. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speak, that speak, okay. Speaking of trifling, speaking of trifling men, um, T.J. Holmes. <laughs> you don't want to see that. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. There's a family that's been ruined, so that's bad. But what he said about his... No, do you know what's getting me here? So uh, if anybody doesn't know... from the start. Start from the start. So these, there's these two Go, let, t- Tune, tell morning. the story. Tune, tell the story. Oh, Tune, tell the story. Tune, you know the backstory, yeah? Okay, so this morning on Good Morning America, we have got two... Why is that like Barack? You had to go around the top. I go play with you. Um... We had two American morning show hosts, uh, TJ Holmes and Anna something or another. Amy Robach. Robach. Sure, that'll do. Robach. Uh, Amy Robach, um, who were out this week as having been having a sordid affair. And the internet went crazy because TJ Holmes made sure that enough people knew his name over the last year. Uh TJ Holmes and Amy Robach. So TJ is a black man. Amy Robach is a blonde white woman. Biracial man. Sure. Uh, he is a biracial man. Uh, Amy Amy is a blonde woman. Uh, and yeah, apparently his wife had s- sent a PI to just... Oh, sorry. I got to pause the story because my son just woke up. Because he was like, TJ Holmes, oh. in there. Oh, man, like... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So continuing on with this story while Tunde uh, pauses. Um, so basically, so he actually wrote... He has a black wife, TJ Holmes. And he wrote this on two years ago on their wedding anniversary. He said, this particular decade challenge is a little late. But 10 years ago, her name <laughs> married me. And despite my best efforts, she remained to me the past 10 years. That's not hyperbole. I'm not being dramatic. I gave her plenty of reasons, excuses, and opportunities to walk her fine ass out the door. But instead, with her built-in black woman superpower, she showed a grace and patience that's incomprehensible. Asking her for another 10 years would be asking too much. Another 10 months? That might that may even be a stretch. If she gave me another 10 weeks, I should consider myself lucky. If she puts up with me for another 10 days, I'd be grateful. But if she would spare even spare another 10 minutes of her time for me today, I should consider myself blessed. 
this is her name, y'all. And I, TJ Holmes, do solemnly swear that I was her decade challenge. Yeah. So he basically said, she's a black woman with built-in superpowers and he gave her plenty of reasons, excuses and opportunities to leave. What is he doing in this? Why do people post things like that? Why are you doing this in your, in your marriage? <laughs> like, I just feel be like better, he bro. wanted to leave. I feel like he wanted to leave so bad. And it was almost like he was mad at her for not letting him leave. Like, I not letting yeah. him leave, but like, by taking him yeah, back. Yeah, taking him it, back. It felt like, I was just like, it's almost like this guy... The bit about the black woman superpower, I was like, oh, this is literally why I run away from the strong black woman thing. Because this man is literally like, I've cheated on you and treated, treated you like trash, but because you're a strong black woman, you can take it. I I just I just can't. I, I can't. I cannot. Yes, peak. <laughs> I cannot. So yeah, basically they got caught. They got caught outside. Um, yeah, the PI, the PI caught them. And I guess the internet's just been going a bit crazy. Although I say go crazy. I don't, I never knew who these people were. I honestly don't. Don't care, didn't care. But I was like, wow, they really got caught in 4K. I'm like, because my, my thing is when you're when you're public figures like that, surely if you're cheating, you're just not gonna be you're not gonna do it outside. So I feel like that's I was like, that's very disrespectful. Like it's obviously disrespectful to cheat, but to also do it outside where you know that people know you, because it's not like you're on a nationally syndicated program. So everyone knows who you are. They know that's they know that's your co-host. So like I don't even know how this. I even with cheating and stuff. I just how do you swing this? What do you say? Do you say you're like you're at? You'll say you're working. Oh, like I don't understand. Like why aren't you home? I, mean, <laughs> I don't get it. I, so, this I is mean, what I always wonder about. Like how people. I think about how people cheat. How would I cheat? I'd say I'm going to the gym. That's the only plausible excuse I could come up with gym. as to why I wouldn't be at home. I think I would do I would have to do husband. I'm at a gig there's his husband take note yeah yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> I would no I think for me it would be it would have to be be gigging right but it's like yeah but you could do it a lot easier because you'd just be like I'm at gig and gig yeah or I'm, I'm like songwriting well. with somebody or something yeah I guess it is po- it's possible um, so then what would your thing be I'm doing D&I <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing he said I'm at a rally <laughs> <laughs> is that much I'm doing a round table like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Not a round table. <laughs> no, that's mad, bro. So the, the thing about this as well, right? Like I have unintentionally received more information about this person than I ever expected. Me too. Um, so TJ Holmes apparently was talking the wickedest after Will Smith slap, being like, this man has 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 empowered and enabled um, racists to discuss black on black violence. He has been a stain on the black man. Oh, one of those. And it's oh like, brother, I don't think you should have been talking too tough. And you know why he definitely should have been should not have been talking too tough? It's because Amy is in fact not the first. Of his affairs. Of his affairs. However, Tunde, what I would say, though, is just because you think someone's done something bad for the black community doesn't mean... You can be right and still, like, yeah, do no, what no, he no. did. Not, not when you're in the middle. When, not when you're in the middle. 
of cheating on a black woman with, with your white, yeah, with your white, yeah. white, about white, yeah, white, white. yeah, it's mad. A, with a, with yeah, a yeah. black woman, with a black woman, maybe because we'll allow you. <laughs> If, yeah, that, if he was cheating with a dark skinned woman, this is the thing, he's married to a biracial woman. If he'd be cheating, if he'd be cheating with a piece of Neongo, with a piece of Neongo, he might have even had some support. <laughs> <laughs> but he went and did it with a white woman. And that means it, it's, it's over for him. It's, it's, it's over, yes, yeah, like, over. He, he can't, he can't come back from that now. Yeah. Like, yeah, but and and do you know what? The thing is, he could even even if he if he hadn't said the thing about my wife being a strong black woman, so oh no, a black woman with superpowers, so she can take all the nonsense I've given her. No, it no. might not have even been so bad, but that yeah. line that sent line fury through every black woman on social media. No, shall that I tell you one what? Line. <laughs> shall I tell you the best the best thing that he said? He said that. Since he's got his got to got with his wife, my family and I are closer. My individual network has gone up every year. I've learned a second language. I'm healthier. That's the last one. I use the N word less. <laughs> that that line absolutely sent me. <laughs> that killed me. I'm like, right. what? Like, why did I you? Just, I, can't. I just I just imagine him like having to take multiple retakes for for GMA because he's like, and this morning niggas. Ah. <laughs> All right, let's go from the top. Let's go from the top. <laughs> like, crazy. I can't believe he said that. Like, why that did he so say that? Funny, bro. And this is so my repeated thing with people nowadays is why do these rich and famous people not have PR teams? Yeah, the it's first crazy. thing I would do if I was got any kind of famous would be get get a PR person. I don't I don't understand. Oh, you said that about Iggy Azalea, right? When Iggy Azalea, yeah. Just three days ago, she said, Some of you are so weird and angry on here for real. I just assume because you you're I can't do American. I just assume it's because you're broke. Iggy Azalea, we're in the middle of a cost of living crisis. Read the room. Who is your PR person? <laughs> like, isn't anyone telling these celebrities that nowadays in this cost of living crisis you can't be tweeting out here about oh you guys are broke? I just but actually at the same time it makes it no, but it doesn't make a difference because the people that are mad are not the people that listen to her. No one cares. Like yeah. what? Just because some 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 little Twitter people are mad that Iggy Azalea called them broke, you think that's going to stop her getting record deals of people listening to her music? No one's going to be like, "Oh, I was listening to Iggy Azalea before, but now she could be broke." Okay. The thing is, I think it's because there are examples of celebrities who actually are, have been able to do it quite well. Like for all of for all of her apparent ratchetness, Cardi B probably had one of the greatest impacts in educating. Um, black Americans on voting and politics over the last two to four years. Because she would go on live and she would just be speaking about things that she would learn about the political process in simple terms, in a way that wasn't like pandering to be like, oh yeah, this is why you have to vote. This is why it's important to vote. This is why the whole process, everything about it is important. And she didn't put that in a polished PR way. It wasn't any different. She was on live speaking from her experience. So I think when done well, it can be done really well. The problem is a lot of these celebrities are addicted to the clout and don't know when they can't do it well. Yeah, I mean, Iggy is I just think that you can just run things past people. Like, if you're posting an Instagram post, an anniversary post about your wife, in this social media climate, and you know that you cheated on your wife multiple times, wouldn't you just run it past somebody to be like, nah, because okay, no one, 
Word on the streets is that I've cheated on my wife. I think people know this. I want to post an <laughs> I want to post an anniversary post. Is this going to come across badly? I just feel like if I was an abolitionist, that's what I would do. That's what I'm saying. You have one black woman on your team. If he had a black woman on the scene, as soon as he posted that Instagram post, somebody would have messaged him like, uh, I think you should delete this. Trust me. We got, we got, hold up. We got, we got a rock and roll. We said it right at the start. Um, He wanted to leave. (laughs) He wanted her to leave him. I'm convinced. That's the only thing I can, I'm convinced he wanted to leave. Look at the language. Like, if I even got 10 more minutes, like, like, please, please don't. (laughs) Like, let me breathe. (laughs) I'm dying. I'm dying over here. Y'all killing me. Yeah, hold on, on. we got yo yo. Hold on, we got we got a roll. But just to to wrap up, yeah. So I'm sure everyone's heard about you know Sister Space and Ngozi Fulani and the whole thing. I don't even know if you don't want to really get into that. I would just say the royal family sucks, and I'm standing. I'm rooting for Sister Space and Ngozi. And then Mandela. I don't know. Mm, I don't root for people I don't know anymore. But what I would say is what I what I'm interested in. I'm interested in Tina's opinion on this. People were saying that Ngozi Fulani. So obviously we all know the situation was trash. Sarah Hussey is a racist. Ngozi shouldn't have been treated like that. We stand by her in that sense. Like those things are all obvious to, to me anyway. Um, but there was an interesting conversation about cultural appropriation of oh, African Lord. names by which I to be when I say interesting I think it was kind of dumb but like I'm just interested as to what Tunde thinks as somebody who is Nigerian and I am somebody who my real name is a Nigerian name but I am of Caribbean heritage how do you feel about that oh uh. Not about me personally, my name, but I just yeah. mean in general about like the whole thing I mean, about I've people giving it, like having my name for time. I have been waiting. <laughs> no, nah, man. Like, so I, I kind of understand the logic. So the idea of if you feel really uncomfortable with the history of of colonization. Oh being a constant part of your life. I think if, I can't remember if she had had done the like genetic history to find and choose it based on what her genetic cultural ancestry is. Then I can kind of, I could kind of see the logic of it. If it was a case of, um, I decided to go back and I chose a blackish sounding name uh, yeah, that one. That one's a bit stickier for me. Yes, he more. agrees. He agrees. Um, to be honest, I, I think that was the the least least concern for me. The question, and again, I suppose it's similar to the to the Qatar thing, right? Um, she has historically been quite critical of the royal family and, um and particularly their treatment of Megan, I ask... <sighs> why yeah. did she even go? Happened, I, 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 mm. I don't understand why she was at a um, palace reception. 
at all. I, I yeah, I don't I don't think if I mean I hear that to a certain extent, but I don't know if I'd be there. But but for the peas, right, and the clout, because you need it. At the end of the day, you can say, ah, uh, you know, forget the monarchy and all that kind of stuff, all you want. But they, if they've got the the peas and the clout to help, then you get your money from where you need to get your money from. I don't know. Mm, no, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. Like, again, I just feel like it depends how strongly you feel about something. And there's people who can be critical of the monarchy, but they're not anti-monarchy to the point where they wouldn't you know, like meet with the queen or whatever. They're critical of it, but they still personally, for me personally, I would not. And ooh, should I say this? Because who knows what's going to happen? Nah, don't hold do me it. to this, guys. Don't I change my opinions all the time. I reserve the right to backtrack on anything that I say at any given point without apology. So let me just make that caveat first. But where I am now is that I don't appreciate the monarchy. I'm a staunch Republican. I want nothing to do with them. If they came to like shake hands, uh, whatever place I work at, I wouldn't be there. I would be gone. I'd be on my toilet break. I'd be eating my cereal bar. I'd be doing whatever. I wouldn't be participating in that. I definitely wouldn't be going to the palace. The The mindset I'm at now is I wouldn't be going to the palace for some kind of award thing. This is just not, I just don't feel like in good conscience, I personally could do that knowing how I feel about it. Everyone's different. And, and I think people can be on a spectrum on your critique of monarchy. You can be where, where I am. You can be Benjamin Zephaniah doesn't accept OBs. He gets nominated. He writes back, I don't want your OBE. And, and this is some this people are critical and they're like, I will accept the OBE, although I do recognize that it has a history of blah blah blah. blah. Benjamin Zephaniah is like, not going to be there, not accepting it, don't write me again. Yeah. I, I, and, and so I think it's a really, it's a really open and shut case for me, this one. At the end of the day, her treatment and I don't I don't know how many times people have to go through and explain why that question is inherently harmful. And it's the way she asked it too, right? It's if, so tiring having to explain that. Like, if you if you ask it once and someone gives you an answer, take that answer. Like, <sighs> she's going two, three, four times. Like, it was very evident that she did not feel comfortable talking about it. So you dead the conversation. I and like I was listening to to Kelechi and ah, I forgot the other lady's name. Um, Doctor Shola. Doctor Shola. <laughs> you already know who it is. Um, and and listen, like they must be tired by now. Like if I was them, I feel like I would be absolutely exhausted. Because one, they are the only two black women that ever get brought out to talk on this. And two, there is no evolution in the conversations they're asked to speak about. Honestly, it's like just a dead end conversation every single time. Like this country has just, this country is just, I would say this country, I'm not even there anymore. The country is never moving forward in terms of the conversation. I would say that's not true, never moving forward. But I would say, especially in mainstream media, the conversations are redundant. Like, I feel like this same conversation could have happened 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, it's just like, what are we, it just, they refuse to just, I, I don't understand. And I just think, forget the conversation about why, where you're asking somebody from can be offensive and it's actually quite an intrusive question and blah, blah, blah. You know, people are like, oh, well, she's wearing African costumes, so she could be, she, she, she could be, you know, obviously, so she, she's inviting curiosity, blah, 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 blah. Fine. I think the point is just on a basic adult level, 
you can tell when someone you're making somebody uncomfortable. Yeah. So it's, it. forget racism. It's just like basic human adult interaction is that if you're asking someone a question and they're clearly uncomfortable, you change the subject. Don't keep going. And it is really definitely, yeah, that's like, that's like a, such a basic thing of like adulthood and just your interactions with people. Even if you're just having a conversation at the bus stop and you ask something and you can tell they look uncomfortable, like a normal empathetic human being is just like, oh, they look really uncomfortable. Let me just switch that up a bit because obviously that's a weird topic for them. The fact is there's especially a thing amongst white people, especially upper, upper class white people, that your discomfort, they actually find your discomfort amusing as opposed to uncomfortable. So the normal human response to that discomfort is to be like, I'm now uncomfortable because you're uncomfortable. But they're so arrogant that they actually find it amusing. Like it doesn't bother them. And that lack of empathy to me is slightly sociopathic, to be honest. And we we see that across the board. Like it's not just, this is, this is one instance, but the, it's the same behavior that empowers um, Piers Morgan's interview style. And that idea of, if I can make you, if I can just speak over you and assert my dominance and show that at the end of the day, my social standing is higher than yours, they, that is their, their sense of validation of themselves, right? The, the sense of, look, I, I am a social higher standing because I am in the royal family. I am the godmother to the Prince of Wales. So you must answer my question. I have the authority to to make you answer my question and I, I think that yeah. itself, right the the attitudes to it and it's particularly interesting because the, I, I feel like the Venn diagram and the intersections of people who understand why they disagree with the monarchy and how microaggressions uh microaggressions what like the the Venn diagram of people who manage to just slip out of their anti-monarchy stance as soon as the question is around something that they do not deem as important I, I think that is again going back to basic human empathy right that's something that we as a country need to really examine the reasoning and the, and the logic behind it if we're ever going to grow and, and it's that it's that examination that they refuse to let happen in terms of the the attitudes towards education the attitudes towards our history and sorry I feel like I'm rambling but I feel like there is so much depth to why these these conversations never progress and a lot of it is built on any sense of the importance of understanding and learning only going as far as when it matters to you yeah and it's the same thing you can actually go back to the thing about Qatar and um, the comments, you know, kind of about like, if you don't like it, just don't go. I've been reading like bell hooks, um, like men, it's this book called Men, Masculinity and the World to Change and also all about love and talking about like, and actually just thinking more about things like solidarity and empathy and how I, I as a person tend to get really frustrated because I feel like, especially as black people, a lot of other groups don't have solidarity with us. So it's always a one-way street. And I'm very much like, I don't have energy for everybody else. I only have energy for black people. But also that because I feel like I am an empathetic person, it's hard for me to maintain that stance because it's normal. It's a normal 
quality if you're an empathetic person to be moved by other people's suffering even if they're in a, even if they're people that you don't actually like or that don't like you does that make sense like i can't i can't explain like even people that you know aren't for you yeah you can still be moved by their suffering does that make sense so even though like for example there's groups okay. of people who have no solidarity with us as black people it's still hard for me to see them suffering and not care or not have some kind of feeling towards it because i feel like i'm naturally an empathetic person right so for me like the whole conversations around like so many of these things is just like why are people just so lacking in empathy like why why can't they just put themselves in someone else's shoes even for five minutes to think about where could that come from and that doesn't mean that i'm going to end up agreeing with that person because there's certain times i put myself in people's shoes and being like yeah okay but i still maintain my stance on this right but i think it's just that moment of being like could i think about how i would feel in this situation and i just there was so much that when i saw the comments online there was just there was no sense of like how would i feel if someone tried to touch me without my consent and then interrogated me about something that's actually deeply personal and upsetting for me as like and as a caribbean person i think we're in a unique position like caribbeans and african americans are unique compared to lots of groups of people in terms of that we don't we don't know where we come from like we don't know where we come from and and i think people underestimate how much pain that can cause especially if you're somebody who thinks about it a lot and someone who's a deep thinker like when i was younger that used to really like i used to feel pain about that the fact that this name that i carry is the name of some slave owner who owned my family and raped my ancestors that is painful and that trauma still follows people like it might sound like why do you care about something that happened so long ago but that that's it's a source of frustration right so when you intense when you extensively interrogate a caribbean person about their heritage in a way that is almost like flippant and doesn't give um and doesn't deal with it with the gravity that it deserves it's it's very insulting like it's very insulting yeah I think I think there is definitely there's there's a lack of understanding about how difficult it is for something that is so central to your identity to be so tightly like interconnected with suffering and pain of the people who are the reason why you are here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, I think the the summary of it is we need to be more empathetic in general. And I don't think empathy always leads to agreement. And and I don't think it should, because that is why we end up with groupthink and you get the negative side of it as well as the positive. But I think it is very, I think it's a reasonable ask to actually go, I understand and I come from a place of understanding and respecting where you are coming from and what the pain is that is being felt here. But then again, I'm a DEI lead, so I've got to. Of course. As always. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so we're, we're wrapping. You'll never catch last... on slipping. Trust me. Um, the last thing. Can I get to the yams? Sweet yams. Show me the way. Cause I got bills to pay. What is this? <laughs> that Yam Challenge has been going off. Did you, Listen, yo, Tuna, did you hear what? Charlie Wilson's one? I, I heard Charlie Wilson's one. Bro. Unbelievable. Crazy. 
crazy. So if you don't know about it, Devin Morrison and Masego wrote a tune called Yams. This was like back in 2021. Fetty Wap has done a remix. Um, And so now the the tank basically was like, yeah, let's do a Yams challenge and just chance a bunch of people and people have been going crazy with it. So it's been great. So I thought I'd end on some Black Joy. Go and check out the Yams challenge. It's very sick. Um, but obviously remember to give credit to Devin and Masego because they're the originators of the tune. Um, and that's that really. I don't even know what volume you are because we didn't even introduce it, but I am Harry Tubman, leading you to freedom. We also Hold have... on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We want to talk really quickly. Can we just say Intergalactic oh. on Netflix is really good? Okay, go it's on. phenomenal. I love... Well, you said and, it. Um, my husband. Hello, guys. I'm, I'm, does everyone know that I'm married? I'm married for hold on what day is it today oh, oh yeah I was married for exactly a month that's cute no um, two months oh, my I, would also, yeah. I would also like to say actually to apologize to all the listeners for how long but life has been happening so yeah oh, yeah it's Nezzy true got, it's true it's Nezzy got married Harry got married and moved Nezzy moved I moved I had a child I mean you knew I had a child before it's all happening. Life has been life in. So it has taken us this long just to be able to get around the mics again. And it is good to be back. It is good to be back. But anyway, yes, you don't watch Intergalactic. Blah, blah, blah. You told us. Listen, it. Harry, if you've not watched it, actually watch it. Oh, is it? Okay, is it good? Honestly, it's so good. Like, I, I loved it. Like, I enjoyed mm. every minute of it. It was Kid Cudder who did the soundtrack, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, listen. You, you. Even Is if that you, how you pronounce you're not... the name, I've been saying Kid Cudi forever. I think it's Cudi. It's Cudi. It's probably his. Cuddy. His, no, his name honest, is Scott. I pronounce, Scott, a, Scott I pronounce Scott a lot Scott, of things wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I pronounce a lot of things Scott? wrong. Is it Travis? Like, Scott? I, I'm not down with the kids. I'm not down with the but kids. Anyway, soundtrack is phenomenal. So even if you don't like the story, which I think you will, um, I could just soundtrack, soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal. Right. It's uh, black animated love story two dark-skinned black people are, are honestly everything about it stylistically it's beautiful if you liked into the spider-verse very similar animation style um yeah exactly oh, he loves it too i, I yeah <laughs> i i think it's sick all right um last thing i guess is this is um if there if there are any haters of yay i'm part of them if there's no haters of yay on earth, it's because I'm also dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My yay is is <laughs> my yay is college dropout. <laughs> can I, can I, I just I would just like I would like to brag. Okay, you tried to cut this section out. I'm refusing to allow you to move on. Well, I told you he was a wrong one. I've been saying it from day one. No, 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 no. We, we, we've all been saying it. We didn't say he's not a wrong one. We just said he makes good music. No Since Sunday service came out, no. I said, I'm putting him here. I was, I was an early adopter. If this was Spotify wrapped, I was the first one to stop listening to him. Okay. Oh my god. No, but no, but oh, we all, oh, you're none of us ever said that it wasn't he wasn't a wrong one. We just said wait, that we continue to listen to Sunday Service album. Oh, okay. Here's the question: Are You still going to listen to Sunday Service after this? I'm absolutely still going to. I absolutely service. will still listen to Sunday Service. <laughs> I absolutely but do. I also that. think because this is the thing. My thing is, can't I think he's? I think he's a terrible person. But I thought that for ages. I thought that when Sunday Service came out. But I also didn't. I just thought, well, that's that. And I also kind of feel like. 
I'm not going to go back on R. Kelly because it's just, it's been long enough. I'll just never listen to him again. Like, I, I just don't need to. I don't like his music enough. But I'm like, is it fair to all of the people that were involved in that great music to let it go? Yeah, because I mean... Like, I, they work so hard on it. All of these people. And for this one that. person. Because it's, it's not that. one I'll person that makes a record. I'll be very you know? That's honest like with you. I'll people. be very honest with you. I don't feel the same way about R. Kelly and Kanye West. And that yeah, I don't either. Russ, save it for the day. I actually don't. And it is, it's in terms of the rankings of things that I find absolutely disgusting and offensive, paedophilia for me is higher than anti-blackness, anti-Semitism. Is that a bad thing? I don't yeah. know. No, no, I don't Honestly, think it is. But he's, he's like, yeah, no, of course, because Ar Kelly's actually done bare stuff. Yeah, like the slavery was a choice was terrible. And to me, but that's Kelly not was basically worse doing slavery. <laughs> that's not, that's not, to me, that's not worse than anti-Semitism. So for me, if you're saying that the Hitler thing was, is worse than slavery is a choice, to me, that's you put a hierarchy in which you said that Jewish people are more important than black people. And I'm personally about that. So if I was still listening to Kanye when I said he said slavery is a choice, I'm not going to stop listening to him because he said he likes Hitler. Yeah, to me, that it's, it's although he's it's, the yeah. to me, it's it's the same kind of vibe. He's going, he's going crazy. But I will, needs to... I will say, I will say that I listen to Sunday Service, which I don't see the same as Kanye. Actually, Kanye's actual stuff, I will probably delete that off my Spotify because I do feel like, yeah, in, just... in good conscience, like, can I listen to Kanye rest his his albums after he said what he said? Mm, probably not now. Like. Nah, I don't know. I just feel. Agree. I feel. Sunday service choir, though. I will still be <clears throat> listening to that. I'm, I'm but just I also, gonna be open yeah. to admit that. But I also feel like whoever's whoever his team are around it. But I guess he just he just doesn't at this point. Like no, he doesn't I, have I, a team. He probably has a team, but he just he, he just can't. They can't tell him nothing. He's one of those. No, I, I don't think. Yeah, but I think Kanye's clearly mentally ill. Yeah, he's clearly mentally ill as well. Doesn't he's but that doesn't make having, that like, doesn't make you say Hitlery things. But at the same time. Uh, they just need to no, lock him up. But I'm sorry. I don't know. Sorry for the, the abolitionist, is, I, but he needs to get locked up. <laughs> this might be a slightly unpopular opinion. Um, I'm not saying that Kanye's anti-Semitism or anti-blackness can be excused by his mental illness, but I do think... It can be lightly explained. <laughs> I, I do think it is an outworking in part of his mental illness. Like, honestly, I like I so, do... Yeah. Only because I feel like if we see who he was before and who he is now, I definitely just see we do see a deterioration in his mental health. And I feel like we mm. can't ignore that as part of, of, of what's happening. Does it mean that all the consequences of, of what's happening to him, he doesn't deserve them? Not, oh, he no, deserves it. Because I feel like he said all these things, like he's rightly cancelled, he's rightly losing all his sponsorships, like he's rightly losing his platforms. Of course, he's he said, to say that Hitler was... He likes Hitler. I mean, that's it. Like he, he needs to lose all his platforms. Like, but fine. even what even what he was but thinking, I Kim do... Kardashian and like that whole thing, I feel like he's just come. He's a deeply unpleasant man. I feel like that. And yeah, I feel like he could have. No, I feel like he also... could have got help, and he's decided not to. Which means like, nah, he's that, cool. That's, that's cool. a really difficult line for me. This is a really difficult thing for me. Is that I feel like Kanye could have got help and decided not to, but then I also feel like at a certain point of your mental, with yeah, mental you're health, not, at a certain point, those decisions you. You what? You're, yeah, you're not capable of making those decisions. Uh, yeah, and and that's that's my conflict. It's not because because I'm very much like I don't like the whole you know kind of thing of like people do racist, anti-Semitic things because they're mentally ill. 
But with Kanye, I do think we've seen a, an obvious decline in his mental health. Like, it's very obvious to me. And even if we looked at the most recent thing he was saying, I think here, like, like today or a couple of days ago about Kim, where he's like, come back to Jesus. And I was like, this is clearly the ramblings of someone who's not mentally oh, stable. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. It's not somebody who's thinking in. clearly. Like, he needs... He needs conservatorship. He needs, nah, he needs a Britney Spears. Really. I can't diagnose anyone. But he, he needs, does he seem to Britney need Spears. some kind what of psychiatric help. needs to happen to him. He uh, needs to get uh, taken over. I, I don't know. I don't think anyone needs to take <laughs> um, I do think... I think he needs to be put into a mental health facility for his own safety as well as others. And for the safety of society. Yeah. Um, when Alex Jones is saying like, yo, chill. Do, do you know what I mean? God, you're how, God, bro. How can, you, how can you be so far right that the far right are like, whoa. Bro, this guy whoa, denied whoa. a school shooting, bro. He denied that One. kids died. I don't think... And that guy said loud. I don't think he's that far right that the far right are saying... <laughs> What what I saw a tweet which was perfect was that the far right thought that Kanye understood their dog whistle tactics and that he was going to stick to the code which was dog whistle anti-Semitism and dog whistle racism, but then he yeah. just came out and said it. Yeah, they didn't get like, a memo. Far, like everyone on the far yeah, they didn't get like everyone on the far right likes Hitler. They do like Hitler. I'm so sorry. I just I don't believe these people who are like oh, you know I'm far right but I don't really like Hitler. I'm not anti-Semitic. They are. Like, what they think in their head and what they say behind closed doors when they think nobody's watching. I'm, I'm 100% these people support Hitler. I, I just think they do. Kanye missed the memo, which was that you don't ever explicitly say it. You don't ever say, I like Hitler. You say things more like, well, I don't know. Are we 100% sure about, you know, if some of the things in the Holocaust were exaggerated or whatever. Like, some of that stuff, which is still crazy if I'm out. But you never come out and just say, I like Hitler. Like, that is part of the code of the far right. So they all thought that Kanye knew the code, which because partly because he's mentally ill. No, he doesn't. And so now they're denouncing him, but they're not denouncing him because they disagree with him. They're denouncing him because he broke code. Yeah. Well, on that note, this is Tales from the Tantation, volume 46. It was me, Harry Tubman. It was Tunde. It was Nezi. You can follow them at TFTP underscore Tunde on social platforms. You can follow Nezi at... TFTP Nezi, uh, TFTP Nezi on Twitter. Don't follow um, me, please. And you can follow us at Instagram at Tales from Plantation, Twitter at Plantation Tales. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you next time. Peace. Bye. Bye.